on your hometown station for sports. On 1400 AM, 106.3 FM, and online at WJQSTheFan.com. It's time now for a pond further review with your host, Josh Dorman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in another edition of Upon Further Review here with you every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. We appreciate you joining us wherever you are, wherever you're listening. Um, we certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your evening and spending it with us. Uh, it's a uh, been a, an action-packed weekend uh, in last week in sports. You have uh, so much happening. We're trying to dive into as much as we can over the next couple of hours. I want to remind you, the judge will join us uh, in the second hour from 7.30 to 8 o'clock, as he always does for his good call, bad call, as well as um, he, he will throw the flag with his coach's challenge. And uh, we'll bring, with, bring to you the college football dirty dozen picks in the second hour and uh, update you on the results from last week there as well as bringing you our, upon further review, the UFR College Football Top Four. So we're giving you our top four, and uh, we I actually go through and do these on Sunday uh, after uh, seeing the results from the weekend. So um, we try to uh, we try to get it right here. So a lot of action packed. Bill, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing good. Doing good. He says, and uh, <laughs> that is a good best thing. Best I can after the weekend. Want to remind you that we are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy, live blue. Uh, we appreciate you whether you're joining us on 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, wjqsthefan.com. Maybe you're on the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, wherever it is that you're joining us, we thank you for taking the time out of your day. Here on a Monday, we hope your day is, you know, excuse me, your week is off to a great start, and uh, we're going to try to give you some, some, uh, some great coverage. Do want to also remind you that um, any of our shows, if you missed a show and you want to go back and and uh, and listen to it again, we are uh, podcast. Every show is podcast. You can download those podcasts by going into Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast. Simply type in "Upon Further Review." Or my name, Josh Dorman, and you will find all of our uh, all of our podcasts there. And we appreciate all of you who are downing, downloading those on a weekly basis, uh, keeping uh, following up with the show. Certainly appreciate that, and it shows your interest in the content that we bring forward every Monday night from six to eight p.m. Also, want to remind you on this station, um, you've got uh, a lot of other stuff going on. Six to eight in the mornings. Uh, you've got the Mississippi Sports This Morning Show with Doug Colson and Mark Alexander right here on 106.3 FM or 1400 AM. Uh, you also have Brandon High School football on Friday nights, Alabama football on Saturdays, uh, the JB and Como Show every Tuesday night right here from 5 to 6 p.m. And the Sports USA Network also broadcasts here on the fan uh, at 1130 every Sunday. There's back-to-back games beginning at 11:30, so we hope you'll park it here on your radio dial and make this your home for all of your sports talk radio. Uh, Bill, it was a, a a crazy busy weekend, a lot of stories to get to. Um, how was your weekend? 
Uh, a little sitting around. Uh, went to a concert last night. But yeah, uh, tell yeah. me about that. You said the, you went to see The Foreigner? Went to see The Foreigner last night, yeah. How yeah. was that? Oh, uh, it was excellent. Now, what was the venue you went and watched? Went to the Brandon Amphitheater. In the amphitheater. Yeah. I've not been to a concert there. Is it a oh, nice, it's, it's nice, great. nice place to host? Yeah, it's really, really good. It holds about 8,000 people. I think. Really? So, yeah, there was a lot there last night, too. My wife's been to a concert down there. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I've never been, so that's awesome. So it was a good yes. concert. Yeah, it was a really really good concert. They did a great job. You know, of course, they went back forty something years of music. Wow, they did their uh, greatest hits album. Yes, you know, that's fantastic. One of greatest hits, you know, including uh, you know Jukebox Hero and all that kind of all stuff. of it them. was great. All of them, they did them all. What a great facility to have in the metro area, something like that amphitheater yep. Uh, to host concerts, events, different things. It's right over there by Shiloh Park, correct? Right, and uh, they also have the Brandon City Hall now, you know, that's a musical. They have, uh, in fact, the Little River Band is coming, I think, this coming week. Is that right? Yeah, they, you can have concerts there, too. That holds about 3,000 people. Oh, really? But it's the Brandon City Hall. Wow. The old Brandon City Hall. That's and, incredible. Yeah, they have concerts there, too. Clint well, Black's I saw where, um, where Stomp, the musical, you yeah. know, they use the the trash cans and lids and broomsticks and all that. They're going to be in Oxford, yeah, uh, at the end of this month. So a lot of cool stuff coming yeah. to Mississippi. You know, we 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 got off the uh, the COVID uh, lockdown modes uh, months back, and things opening up and concerts taking place. Yeah. And, and they were uh, talking about that last night. They hadn't performed for fourteen months. Yeah, when they started this wow this tour. Now they're about to finish it, and they were so glad to be able to see people again. Saying, oh, I bet. But uh, yeah, they've had lots of big acts out there. ZZ Top was there. Harry Connick Jr. was out there. Santana's been there that's just a, within the last month. That's solid. Yeah. I mean, when you can look, I mean, that means it seats more. It's an outdoor venue, it's outdoor. so it's weather dependent. But when it seats more than Coliseum. I yeah. think the Coliseum is a little chilly last It was a little chilly last night. I bet. It got down about 48 by the time the concert yeah. ended. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now they have a, a monster stage. Sound system's great. I mean, it's a big big screen, so you can that's see That's fantastic. It's, it's very professionally done. It's it's a you get a chance to go out there, you need to go We're going to need to out. check that out. I think this was the end of the season, but they said they're going to be announcing more real well, soon. We will um, We'll have to find something over there at the amphitheater yeah. and uh, and check out who's coming and and see if we can't uh, we can't uh, can't catch a concert out there. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, one other thing I want to mention to you, Randy Watkins Golf Group. Uh, we we have Randy on the on the show. Randy Watkins, former PGA. Uh, professional. Uh, he is a well-known, played golf at Ole Miss. Uh, now he owns the Randy Watkins Golf Group that consists of three courses, uh, Lake Caroline, Whisper Lake, and Patrick Farms. You know he joins us the first Monday of each month to talk all things golf. We talk uh, golf swings, golf courses, golf course management, different types of grass on greens, uh, things with the swing, clubs, the ball, uh, everything you can imagine as it pertains to golf. And he joins us the first hour, so 6 to 7 p.m., the first Monday of each month. And if you want to know more about his golf group, simply visit them online at randywatkinsgolf.com. And you can find out everything that's going on. His uh, son, Thomas, is a top 50 youth uh, teacher in uh, the nation. So a lot of good things happening there with Randy Watkins Golf. We're going to uh, cover a lot of football. Here in this first hour, you've got the MAIS football championships. It's hard to imagine, but uh, it's championship week for the MAIS. Uh, they had the uh, press conference there at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, terrific job, a terrific venue, uh, really neat event each uh, year that is hosted out there. It gives an opportunity to introduce 
the press corps to all of the teams. Uh, they also have the ability to bring uh, a few players with them as well as the coaches. So it's a fun experience for, uh, for all of those involved. And uh, so that was a terrific event. Then the championship games will be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we will cover some of that. We're uh, along in the MHSAA playoffs, depending on uh, what classification, depends on where they are in their playoff structure. Uh, some of them played two games. Some have only played one. Uh, that depends on how many rounds it was going to take to get all the way through the teams. Uh, and uh, they will play their state championships now at the Rock down in Hattiesburg. Uh, and that is on uh, December 3rd and 4th. And those, those games will be hosted down in Hattiesburg at the Rock at Southern Mississippi. And that will be a lot of fun to pay attention to who is going to make it there. You know, we talk about, look, there are literally hundreds of teams uh, between both associations that start out a year, uh, you know, pursuing to some degree. You know, obviously you have realistic expectations, but your, your pursuit always starts with being the best. That can end fairly quickly depending on, uh, where you are in your growth of your program. But uh, but then you, you think about it, at the end of the day, uh, 12 state champions across both associations total will be crowned uh, over the next few weeks. And, you know, when you narrow hundreds down to 12, uh, it's phenomenal to know that each of those schools, even just having the opportunity to represent uh, themselves, their football programs, and their schools in these championship games is phenomenal and then the opportunity to win it and be one of only six in each association uh, is even is even a greater feat. Some of these, three from the MAIS, which we'll talk about uh, here in later in this hour, three of them are going for uh, three-peats. That includes a uh, local school here, Madison Regional Academy, going for their third in a row. That's after Jackson Prep won seven in a row. And uh, so they ended Jackson Prep's dominance and have created – a dominant run of their own. So we'll get into the MAIS state championships that are coming up this weekend. We'll also uh, touch on where the MHSA is in their playoff structure, and uh, we'll look at some more high school sports, including, hey, boys and girls basketball uh, have started in both associations, boys soccer in both associations, and girls soccer in the MHSA. So a lot to cover and we'll bring it all to you here on Upon Further Review. You're listening to 106.3 FM, The Fan, 1400 AM, The Fan. More coming up upon further review. at home every single day. This year, give the gift of wow. The Oral-B I.O. Oral-B, fresh like a pro. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, and we appreciate you joining us here every Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Coach, or you can follow our show page at Upon underscore Sports. We would encourage you to uh, let us know you're listening and uh, check us out there on Twitter. Um, and uh, we are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy, 
Live Blue. So I mentioned in the last segment about the MAIS football championships going on this weekend. So the first uh, 1A through 5A will take place on Thursday and Friday on the campus of Jackson Academy. And then 6A will take place uh, on Saturday evening at 6 p.m. on the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton. And uh, we'll give you a rundown of, of what those brackets look like. And 1A, you've got DeSoto School out of Arkansas defeated uh, Wilkinson County Christian Academy uh, 44-38. So they will be uh, representing the North in 1A. And, uh, I'm excuse me, they, they seed that based on PowerPoint, so there's no North and South anymore. And then Briarfield Academy, which in a very unusual score for eight-man football. So 1 and 2A in the MAIS or Mid-South Association of Independent Schools, as it is known now, uh, that uh, they both, uh, both of those, those, both of those classifications play eight-man football. And in a eight-man football contest, Briarfield Academy defeated Riverdale six to zero. Uh, generally, those are high-scoring. Uh, you know, if you've not ever watched eight-man football, it's really a lot of fun. There's just so much space, and uh, you know, it, it gives. Uh, just a significant um, relevance to your skill players, and uh, there's there's just a lot of space to operate in in eight man football, and it's a very fun brand of football to watch. So that'll pit Desoto School uh, against Briarfield Academy in the championship game Thursday uh, at 3 p.m. In two A, uh, you have Manchester Academy defeated Claiborne in a very close contest, 42 to three to, to 36. And they will take on Prairie View, who beat, who beat North Sunflower 69-38. to Again, these are eight-man games as well. And Manchester is going for, I believe, their third in a row, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they're going for their third state championship in a row. They're one of three teams chasing the turkey uh, this weekend. So they will play Prairie View, and that game will take place Friday, the 19th at 11 a.m. at Jackson Academy. In 3A, uh, we've talked to Coach John Reed McClendon uh, a couple different times throughout this football season. His Greenfield Christian Saints defeated Central Holmes. So they will play Canton Academy right here uh, in uh, just north of the Jackson area. And uh, they defeated Centerville 35-18. to that contest will take place Thursday night, November 18th, uh, at Jackson Academy at 7 p.m. And, you'll, you, you know, Greenville Christian is a nationally ranked program. Uh, they have not lost in-state. Their only loss this year comes at the hands of Collins Hill out of Georgia. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, I saw where uh, their wide receiver, uh, Bell, uh, forgive me, I'm, 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 his first name is escaping me, but his last name is Bell, decommitted from Southern Miss. His recruitment has opened back up. Uh, that's just one example of what playing this national schedule uh, and this high-end schedule that includes the likes of Oak Grove High School, MRA, who will be playing in a state championship of their own right this weekend, uh, Jackson Academy, Jackson Prep, uh, Collins Hill out of Georgia. Uh, just a very, very tough schedule uh, that got Greenville Christian a significant amount of national exposure. Uh, so that'll be the 3A contest. In 4A, you've got Tri-County Academy right here out of Flora. They defeated Greenville St. Joe 14-7. So they will take on Kirk Academy out of Grenada. 
defeated Adams Christian School uh, 16-7. to That championship game will be Friday the 19th um, at Jackson Academy as well, uh, 7 p.m. Friday night. In 5A, uh, really the shock, I think, of uh, of uh, up to this point, if you want to call it an upset, it was a four-seed Kapai Academy defeated the one-seed Leak Academy 33-21. to uh, Kapai Academy just to the south of the metro area, uh, and uh, Billy Wayne Hakins uh, leads that group. And so they will face off against uh, Heritage Academy, who defeated Oak Forest out of Amit, Louisiana, last Friday night, 28-21. to And Heritage Academy was the number two seed. There are a lot of people that expected to see Leak Academy versus Heritage Academy 2.0 uh, for the state championship. And Kapai Academy said not so fast and through a wrinkle in those plans. So Friday uh, at 3 p.m. at Jackson Academy, Kapai Academy and Heritage Academy will face off for that 5A championship. In 6A, MRA uh, uh, defeated Jackson Academy handily, 52-14, to 14, uh, behind a, a big-time second half uh, but on both sides of the ball by MRA. And they will face off against Hartfield Academy in their first year We've had Craig Bowman on. We've had most of these schools represented. Uh, Coach John Weaver has been on with us a couple different times uh, talking about MRA. Uh, Coach Tyler Turner, you'll remember, was with us uh, just uh, just last week or, or the week prior uh, with regards to his Jackson Prep Patriots. Hartfield Academy defeated Jackson Prep 17-13. to So in their first year in 6A, Hartfield Academy right there out of Flowood uh, will be competing against MRA. MRA is another school going for the turkey, three and oh, excuse me, three in a row. And uh, that championship game will be Saturday, November 20th at Mississippi College at 6.15 p.m. I uh, want to remind you all of those contests, uh, all of those championship games are available on the MAIS network. And uh, you, uh, I would encourage you, if you can't attend the games, some terrific football teams uh, will be playing in those championship games. There will be a lot of talent that will take the field over the three days there between Jackson Academy, uh, where they will be hosting 1A through 5A, and then 6A at Mississippi College. So congratulations to each of those schools. Uh, you know, like I said, you, you, you know, in the MAIS alone, there's 100-plus schools represented. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just a great, great feat just to get to that championship game and now you have the opportunity. Look, it's one game. There's some big time, uh, you know, uh, David versus Goliath. You talk about Canton Academy and uh, Greenville Christian. You know, big time David versus Goliath situation there uh, with, uh, with Canton Academy going to come in, uh, you know, as the underdog uh, fairly significantly. Uh, you look at that uh, MRA Hartfield matchup. Uh, Hartfield has had a terrific year in 6A, but MRA is by, by – uh, you know, by uh, far the most dominant football program in the association. Now, they faced off against Greenville Christian uh, this year, early in the year. Uh, would love to see, you know, if we had an overall like basketball, would love to see that matchup again uh, and uh, see what those two teams could do meeting up in now as opposed to the first of the year. Uh, that won't happen, but what we can say is uh, is that you know Hartfield Academy is going to have to play extremely well uh, to uh, to 
uh, to have an opportunity to beat Madison Ridgeland Academy, who is just uh, they're they're a very very solid football team on both sides of the ball. So uh, you know David Goliath stories there. You also have uh, you know some schools trying to 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 go for the three peat that uh, includes um, Manchester Academy, it includes Briarfield Academy and MRA all going for the turkey. Greenville Christian is trying to repeat as they won 3A last year. So there will be a lot of terrific football that will take place Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So just to remind you, uh, Thursday and Friday's games for 1A through 5A will be held at Jackson Academy, and Saturday's games will be held, excuse me, Saturday's game, MRA and Hartfield and 6A will be held on the campus of Mississippi College at 6.15 p.m., and you can catch all of those at the MAIS Network, www.maisnetwork.org, and I would encourage you to check that out. We're going to cover some MHSAA uh, coming up next as they are uh, into their playoffs, depending on on which classification. Some are in the first round. Some are already, excuse me, some are moving into the uh, into the third round. Some are moving into the second round, uh, depending on the number of teams in each, in each classification. Uh, but we will cover uh, where each of those uh, classifications stand, and uh, they are all marching towards the rock on the campus of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. Uh, on December 3rd and 4th, and uh, again, uh, you will have the op- ability, we'll get you the information on how to check that out, uh, whether it's on the National Federation of High Schools uh, network, uh, where which broadcasts those games, whether it's uh, on radio, wherever it is that you can find all of those contests, and we'll get you that information as well as some big-time contests are upcoming in the MHSAA. Uh, congratulations once again to all of the MAI schools that will be representing their football teams uh, and their schools in this week's championship games uh, to be held at Jackson Academy and Mississippi College. So in our next segment, we will talk MHSA football. Uh, we will talk each classification. We'll break down who won, who will, who lost last week, who they've got coming up in the second round, semifinal round, uh, th- excuse me, second round, third round, uh, whatever that looks like. A lot of big games. Uh, some some went down uh, early. Uh, you had some upsets along the way, and you've got some big contests coming up as well. So we don't want you to go anywhere. Uh, stay tuned right here as we continue to highlight all of the playoff football action, MHSA playoffs, uh, and their brackets coming up right after this. last-minute gifts to your basket and celebrate crossing more off your list. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman on WJQS The Fan. And welcome back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Norman. We appreciate you joining us and we are talking high school football. 
And uh, we went over the championship games that are coming up in the MAIS, and now we're going to cover the MHSA brackets and where they stand. And we'll start doing that in 1A, where Tupelo Christian defeated West Tallahatchie. Uh, that was a 1-4 matchup. Tupelo defeated them 45-0, and they will play McEvans in round two this Friday night, who defeated Smithville uh, 32-0. Uh, the Simmons Blue Devils shut out Oklahoma and will face off against Biggersville, uh, who defeated South Delta 28-24 to in a very closely contested matchup. West Lowndes defeated Richton 40-6, to and they will take on the Tartars of Taylorsville, who defeated French Camp 31-13. to And the Bay Springs Bulldogs defeated Ethel 48-0, and they will take on the Lumberton Panthers, who defeated Sebastopol 46-39. And that was a two-seed versus a three-seed, so Lumberton with the upset there. Uh, so that's in your 1A. So 1A, uh, you've got Tupelo Christian, McEvans, Simmons, uh, Biggersville, West Lowndes, Taylorsville, Bay Springs, and Lumberton as your final eight. Moving to 2A, who, are, uh, who completed their second round Friday night, Kemper County defeated Velma Jackson uh, there in North Madison County, uh, 18-16, and they will move on to face the Pelahatchie Chiefs, who defeated Philadelphia, uh, the Tornadoes, 39-35 in another closely contested matchup. The Pisgah Dragons out of Rankin County uh, defeated Newton, 48-14, and they will face off against Scott Central, who defeated Lake, 54-25. East Union uh, was defeated by East Webster 34-31, to and they will face off against Lafleur County, who beat the Gators of Northside 12-6. to And that matchup, once again, takes place this Friday night, as will the Baldwin Bearcats and Charleston Tigers. The Baldwin Bearcats defeated Jay-Z George 42-6, to and the Charleston Tigers, excuse me, the Charleston Tigers defeated Jay-Z George 42 to 6 and the Baldwin Bearcats defeated Choctaw County 30 to 14. So they are in their final 8 as well. Pelahatchie, Kemper County, Newton, Scott Central, East Webster, LaFleur County, and Baldwin against Charleston. In 3A, they are in, they are going into their third round as well. Second round action last Friday night, Inter- Enterprise Clark defeated McGee 21-14. That ends McGee's run at back-to-back state titles. And uh, they will face off, uh, Enterprise will face Jefferson Davis, who defeated Hazelhurst 40-14. to Jeff Davis is a juggernaut down in the Pine Belt. Tyler Town defeated Union 20-8. And they will face off against the Raleigh Lions, who defeated Morton 43-27. to The Kosath Aggies defeated Yazoo County 27-14. They will face off against the Amory Panthers, who defeated Independence 45-6. And Winona defeated Noxaby County 36-8, to and they will face off against North Panola, who defeated Aberdeen 20-5. So your final eight in 3A, Jeff Davis will take on Enterprise Clark, Tylertown takes on Raleigh, Kossuth takes on Amory, and the North Panola Cougars take on Winona. Moving to 4A, in 4A, you've got second-round action that happened last Friday night. Mendenhall defeated the Macomb Tigers 21-20 to 
in a great matchup. They will face off against Poplarville, who defeated Moss Point 28-18. Columbia and uh, the Fighting Chip Builderbacks will take on Bay, excuse me, defeated Bay 48-21, and will take on Newton County, who defeated North Pike 38-20. Inawamba Agriculture uh, defeated Ripley 30-9, and they will take on Cenotopia, who beat West Lauderdale, the Knights, over there around Meridian, 27-22. Louisville defeated Clarksdale, 16-12, and they will take on Caledonia, who defeated the Pontotoc Warriors, 27-8. So your final eight left in 4A, or Poplarville, who will take on Mendenhall, Newton County, and Columbia. Cenotopia will take on Itawamba Ag, and Caledonia will take on the Louisville Wildcats. Moving to 5A. They are finishing, they just finished first round action Friday night and will be moving into second round action this Friday night. West Point uh, defeated Ridgeland and ending the season for the Ridgeland Titans, uh, 40-7. And the Vicksburg Gators defeated Cleveland Central, 25-3. Neshoba Central took care of Lake Cormorant, 27-24. And Lafayette defeated Holmes County, 43-16, setting up their Second round matchup. West Jones defeated Gaucher 31 to 28, and the Laurel Golden Tornadoes defeated George County 59 to 20. And Picayune defeated Hattiesburg 35 to 13, and they will take on the Brookhaven Panthers, who defeated East Central 42 to 14. So uh, your final eight in 5A West Point, Vicksburg, Neshoba Central, and Lafayette. Lafayette, excuse me, West Jones will take on Laurel, and Picayune will take on Brookhaven. And finally, in 6A, you've got uh, going into the second round this Friday night as well. In first-round action last Friday night, Oxford defeated South Panola 35-28. Oxford will now take on Madison Central. Uh, Madison Central defeated DeSoto Central 42-7. The Starkville Yellow Jackets defeated Hernando 63-21 and will take on South Haven, who defeated the Clinton Arrows 14-10. The hot Brandon Bulldogs, boy, Sam Williams has that team rolling at the right time, uh, defeated Harrison Central 39-13, and they will now take on Warren Central, who defeated D'Iberville 30-21. And Ocean Springs defeated Pearl 54-28. And they will take on defending 6A champs, Oak Grove, who defeated Gulfport 33-7. So in your final eight there in 6A, you've got Madison Central will take on Oxford. Starkville will take on South Haven. The Brandon Bulldogs will take on Warren Central. And Ocean Springs takes on defending champs, Oak Grove Warriors, out of the Pine Belt. So that rounds out your playoff action for the MHSAA. A lot of football going on on Friday night. Uh, You also have Thursday and Saturday with some championship contests in the MAIS. So it will be a great weekend. Looks like it's supposed to be beautiful weather for football. Get out and support all of these institutions, all of these schools, as they continue to march their way in their respective rounds of the playoffs. And just a reminder, uh, you can watch all of the MAIS championship games on the MAIS network. Uh, and you also can watch uh, all of the state championship games for the MHSA on the National Federation of High Schools Network. And uh, so I encourage you, if you can't, uh, get out to see the games in person. 
Uh, make sure you tune into those and watch all of these amazing athletes that uh, that put on uh, their talents on display every uh, Friday night, uh, among other nights, as they compete in the game of football. It's been a great ride, man. The, the football season seems like it just started, uh, and now we're we're moving our way to the finish line. Uh, you've got some of the usual suspects. You've got some others that are uh, that are making a run and uh, some newly minted. You've got uh, some programs that were down a little bit that are coming back, and you've got some that have been on the on the high notes that have dropped down a little bit. And that's the the cyclical nature of high school athletics. Uh, as you uh, move through classes, graduate classes, uh, you've got to develop new classes as they come in, and uh, it puts a premium on what you're doing in that middle school level and how you're developing. Uh, your athletes each and every day, not just on the field or on the court or wherever it is uh, that they play, but also in the classroom and off the field as well. So uh, that's the matchups coming up for uh, the MHSA. And uh, once again, we encourage you to get out and support uh, all of these schools. If you're local to one, get out and support them and uh, and watch them if you cannot get out. Uh, Great football in the state of Mississippi. Uh, We'll come back with some high school basketball Uh, among some other things. So don't go anywhere. We've got more upon further review coming up right after this. Promote better restorative sleep. ZQuil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep. Sleep this good, feel this good. Available at retailers near you. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. And welcome back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, and we are grateful that you are joining us. Uh, Appreciate you taking the time out of your evening. As we've talked a lot of high school football here in the first two segments, uh, going over, excuse me, uh, yeah, last two segments, Going over the MAIS and MHSA uh, playoff situations, and a lot of lot of great things happening for those young people that are uh, participating. And I want to remind you, you know, when we talk about football, sometimes it's difficult uh, to to get everything in. But when our congratulations are uh, in order, you know, look, the football teams are playing, the coaches are coaching, and you know, the exposure of what takes place on a Friday night, Thursday night, whatever it is, includes the band. It includes spirit groups. If you have a uh, your varsity cheer squad, maybe a dance team, uh, you know whatever type of band you have. Uh, in many cases, it's unbelievable student sections. Uh, and so, look, it's a it's a a big time uh, community uh, event for uh, for these programs. And so, there's certainly congratulations in order for everybody that's involved in that process. And uh, certainly thankful for. Uh, the coaches and players that go out and play, but also your your cheerleaders that cheer. They they plan and schedule uh, pep rallies and uh, their sponsors. And then you have your dance teams that perform. You have your bands that perform. You have a lot of fun things that take place on Friday nights across this great state. And so congratulations to all of those groups and all that are involved. Hey, listen, a, a sport that's very near and dear to me, it's basketball season. I've had the chance to uh, to flip open the computer a little bit. I've seen uh, one game live, and I've watched uh, several others online uh, where available and uh, have seen some very good um, uh, basketball teams. And uh, there's a, you know, you see individual talent. We mentioned last week Josh Hubbard from Madison Regional Academy, a junior that is so very explosive 
Uh, just an unbelievable score. And uh, I believe in his last, I think his first two, he had 37. His last one, I believe, I was talking to somebody affiliated with their school, he had 35. Uh, and they and and look, you know, they kind of termed it as it was a kind of an off night. Um, you know, he he wasn't quite as explosive as he as he could be. I believe that was against Starkville Academy. So uh, just he's off to a, a heck of a start. We've seen a lot of young players that uh, that are that are really performing at a high level. Uh, you know what I love to see, and I'll I'll give you an example. I watched Vicksburg High School, the Gators play, and man, what a tremendous job their coach does. Uh, they lost. If I'm not mistaken, nine, uh, they graduated nine off of last year's state championship team, uh, I believe. And, you know, to come back from that and then have to play a lot of young talent, I mean, you got to remember, these are just kids growing up within that Vicksburg school system. And so uh, the, the, the need to develop, and I was just super impressed by the job that he did and uh, and the way that his team played, they have a sophomore out there. Uh, Malik is his first name. I'll have to get his uh, his last name, but uh, just a terrific player. He's going to be, I believe, he's a junior. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, he is he is going to be terrific uh, when it's before it's all said and done. Uh, and so you know, just a just a lot of fun stuff that has happened with regards to basketball, uh, and it's it continues to go. Uh, you know, go on throughout the state. We'll see that with tournaments. You've got a lot of holiday tournaments taking place, uh, you know, during the Thanksgiving holidays. That's a great time. Uh, and then you obviously get into your Christmas tournaments and and uh, you get into some of your other things, a lot of non-conference stuff going on right now uh, for all of those schools. Uh, ben Gardner got a big win uh, early in his season there with the Madison Central Jaguars, and so he's off to a great start. Uh, and it's fun to watch as um, as you see uh, success being had. And, you know, in, in any program, I think it's important to understand what success is. Success, uh, so unfortunately, folks, and, um, you know, I'm a process, I'm a, I'm a culture guy, and, and, and unfortunately a lot of times we skip A, B, C, and D to get to E, which is wins. And it's nice to see people that don't skip those steps. Uh, they require, uh, they demand accountability in the classroom. They demand accountability on and off the field. They demand accountability to one another. They demand a respect and a love for one another and for your opponents. There's, there's so many different pieces to that puzzle, uh, and it's great to see uh, that, you know, how these coaches uh, – thank you, uh, my man Yubi just texted me and said the young man from um, – uh, from Vicksburg High School is uh, Malik Franklin, uh, just a tremendous junior that you watched. And the head coach out there is Kelvin Carter. He's in his fifth year. And I'm telling you guys, when you watch these well-coached teams, look, a lot of people could have said, hey, you know what? We lost nine seniors. Let's go drop our head and just say it's going to be a down year. Uh, but uh, they were very, very well-coached, uh, very impressed with the young group that he has uh, after losing nine and uh, thank you to my man Yubi for uh, sending that, that uh, uh, on Malik Franklin. He is a 5'8 junior, 
Uh, but boy, I tell you what, he went through a quick run of it and uh, and was explosive there. So I've had the opportunity to watch. Uh, look, I'll tell you another name that you've got to pay attention to, uh, a young man that's having a terrific year. Uh, speaking of UB over at Jackson Academy, Brian Eubank is the voice of JA, does an amazing job. And, uh, and, and the Jackson Academy Raiders uh, under Josh Brooks have a young man. He's a junior, Josh Holman. And, uh, and I want to say he's probably averaging 20 or 21 a game uh, with, um, you know, somewhere around seven or eight boards a game. And, listen, that's against the likes of Oxford High School, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, that's the game they played Vicksburg High School. Uh, they've played, uh, I think, four or five contests at this point. And that young man, uh, a left-handed kind of uh, uh, hybrid kid, he's, he's kind of a 3-4 combination guy. He can score inside, outside and uh, is is really a terrific player over there for the Raiders of Jackson Academy. And uh, there's so many more, and we will highlight those uh, throughout the year um, as uh, as we go along. But uh, listen, you know, basketball is so much fun. It's so transitional in nature and so action-packed that uh, that it's just a blast to get out there and, and see uh, these young people, uh, you know, put it all out on the line on the basketball court. Speaking of that, uh, you also, you know, in women's basketball, uh, there's a significant amount of, you know, going on as well. And uh, I've had a little bit of opportunity to see some women's basketball. We'll continue to uh, to check that out. But uh, certainly you've got some some traditional powerhouses. I know that the, uh, the group uh, Leak Academy, uh, who is the defending overall champion, uh, defeated uh, Hartfield Academy over in Flowood um, last week. I had a chance to check that one out a little bit. And just a lot of talent uh, on the floor uh, for both of those teams. And, uh, and, and certainly, you know, look, when you get to the point where you have uh, women's games scoring in the, you know, mid to upper 40s, 50s, uh, you know, into the 60 range, you really – uh, get into some exciting basketball and some young ladies uh, that can score it, that can shoot it, uh, and uh, and so it's a, it's a lot of fun. So we'll be paying attention to all of that and bringing uh, all the happenings as high school basketball continues to rev up and uh, and produce so many positive moments for these uh, young men and young women that are participating uh, across the state. And then you know, look, we'll blink. We're talking about high school football playoffs right now, championship games this week. But we'll blink, uh, Bill, and we'll be talking about soccer and, and, and basketball playoffs, and and we'll be in the spring, man. Yeah, they don't give you a chance for one season to end before another season starts. It just – Right now. That's yeah. right. We'll, you know, we'll be, we'll be looking up and we'll be talking baseball again. Yeah. And, you know, it feels like we were just talking about Mississippi State winning the – NCAA World Series. Well, they'll be starting back up in March. That's right. I mean, <laughs> before basketball is. Uh, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Is it? It feels like we were just talking yeah. about it, and now we're going to revert back to. We'll be talking about preseason stuff, and uh, it just it never ends. And you know, uh, for those folks that cover high school sports, I mentioned Brian, but so many others. Yeah. I mean, gosh, man, they stay going all the time to give these young people the exposure that they deserve. Well, and there's so many good ones. The MLB starts April 1st is their very first game, you know? Yeah. So they, they'll start their, their catchers and pitchers will come to camp one in February. <laughs> well, speaking of MLB, I notice your hat you have yeah, on tonight. Braves, Braves, baby. He, hey, he's got the hot land of Braves. Now yeah. look, here's the thing about Bill. We, he loves to talk about the Braves right now, but Hey, 
Don't mention those New We're Orleans Saints. Saints. We are not talking about the New Orleans Saints or their kicking situation because them and Mississippi State are competing for kickers. For kickers right now, yeah. <laughs> they said uh, open, open kicking situation. Yeah. Uh, for everybody, so a uh, lot of fun. Look, we've got NBA, MLB, uh, excuse me, NBA, NFL, and college football coming up in the second hour, and we will also welcome in the judge for his good call and bad call, as well as who he's throwing the flag on this week as the judge holds court. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two coming up right after this. You got the station to talk sports? The Mississippi Way. On 1400 AM, 106.3 FM, and online at It's time now for a pond further review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. And we welcome you back in upon further review. I am your host, Josh Norman, and we are in hour number two. And boy, time flies when you're having fun and it's great to talk some high school sports and now it's time to move into a little bit of college football and what was a entertaining exciting fun weekend of college football um a lot of incredible stories that uh that took place and um you know one of the one of the coolest ones and and look i mean sometimes as a um as a uh, University of Texas fan, Bill, I, I just kind of have to laugh at myself. Um, you know, I'm the only one in in Mississippi that rides around with a tire cover that's a uh, Texas Longhorns mm-hmm. uh, I tire cover. Yeah, I don't see many. And uh, so, you know, the the uh, Longhorns had gotten down uh, a couple touchdowns, came back and tied it, and then Kansas, who was one and eight coming into uh, that uh, that uh, game, Kansas scores and has a chance to uh, go for two. They go for two for the win. They don't kick the field, uh, kick the extra point to tie it. They go for two for the win, and it's such a neat story. Uh, a young man who is a walk-on, uh, fullback Jared Casey, came down with the game-winning two-point conversion. And if you've not seen the video, his parents didn't realize it was him at first. <laughs> and then they start, wait a second, was that, you know, wait, was that Jared? That was Jared. And and they start just going nuts uh, as, as, as he runs the entire length of the floor to the end of the field where they are and where the Kansas student section is. It was in Austin. And, uh, and celebrate. Uh, and, and, and look, that was that young man's first reception of the year. So here's the moral of this story for all of you out there that are, uh, you know, fighting for that spot. You want your, 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 your credit where it's due. You want, uh, to be wanted. You have to understand something. Sometimes life doesn't always work out exactly how you want it to, but if you'll take what you're given and you'll do the very best with it. This young man is a walk-on. He's from Plainville, Texas. And now all of a sudden against the University of, uh, excuse me, Plainville, Kansas, against the University of Texas, he catches the winning two-point conversion for his only reception in a year in what's been a miserable year for the Kansas Jayhawks. And 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 now uh, he's all over. He, he is a, a Kansas, he will go down in folk glory 
for the University of Kansas Jayhawks as they snapped a long losing streak uh, to the uh, Texas Longhorns. So uh, an incredible story there uh, coming out of the Big 12. Jared Casey, another incredible story. Did you see the performance of Will Rogers in the second half of that game against Auburn? That, Man. That, 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 I don't know um, that I've ever seen when you look at what he was able to do in the second half. I'm trying to pull the stats up as we're, uh, we're talking here, but he finished the contest um, with, with, you know, incredible statistics. Um, he had five touchdown passes. Five he? touchdown yeah. passes. Uh, it may have been six. I know um, they scored six touchdowns. Yes, though. he had six touchdowns. Yeah. He was 44 of 55 mm. in uh, for the game. But I want to say, and they don't have give me the ability to break it down by half on their uh, on their website, but I want to say at one point late in the contest, he 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 was forty four fifty five for four hundred and fifteen yards and six touchdowns uh, for the game. I want to say that in the second half, he might have missed one pass. I think he had one incompletion at some point late in that game in the second half for two hundred and seventy ish yards and five of those six touchdowns. After going into halftime trailing, I mean just. It's it's incredible what what happened. You know what was the score at half? Was it twenty five? I think it was twenty eight to three. Twenty eight to yeah. three. It was a twenty four point twenty five point uh, lead for Auburn. That's what it was. And and then to come back and 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 uh, you know my man um, Mike Leach dancing in the locker room. I don't know what the dance was, but but good on him uh, for getting excited uh, on behalf of his football team. And just an incredible performance by Will Rogers uh, there for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Which brings me now to my, uh, and and no, I haven't forgotten about Ole Miss. Uh, They had a tremendous performance against Texas A&M. Southern Miss actually played uh, a lot tougher against the University of Texas San Antonio, probably the best they've looked all year. And uh, the Jackson State Tigers got the win as Deion Sanders uh, made his uh, his debut back on the sidelines after being out uh, for a couple weeks here of late due to that foot surgery. So good to see him back. And what an embrace by his son when his son saw him come on in the wheelchair out there on the sideline. Uh, you saw what, what what mattered the most, and that was family. So let's get to the um, – upon further review, college football top four. This is after last weekend's game. Uh, remember, in week one, November 8th, we had Georgia number one. Uh, we kept them at number one as they defeated Tennessee 41-17. to Number two, Alabama. They were number two in our rankings last week. They defeated New Mexico State 59-3. to Really was the easiest contest of all of the top four, uh, but uh, they won in decisive fashion, so... Uh, did not fall down in our poll. The change comes in number three. Ohio State defeated Purdue 59-31. And remember, this is a Purdue, Purdue team that had been playing, um, you know, they they had been playing spoiler and uh, and had been playing very well. We had Ohio, Ohio State last week was number four in our poll. 
And this week we have them as the number three team. Uh, they defeated Purdue, Purdue 59 to 31. And Oregon, who was three last week, uh, is four this week. They defeated Washington 38 to 24. Again, uh, you know, you can flip the coin on Ohio State and Oregon, but, uh, you know, as I looked at it, uh, here's the reality. The reality is uh, when you look at the remaining schedules, there's still going to be a lot of shift in these polls. You look at Oklahoma, they're going to drop down. Uh, you've got a big-time matchup coming up this week uh, featuring Michigan State number 7 uh, in the coaches poll at Ohio State, who we have at number 3. And so uh, there's some things that are going to loosen them things themselves up and where all of these uh, teams will, will, will fall in the grand scheme of things still has a lot to be determined as there's a lot of football left to be played. So uh, in our college football rankings, number one, we have Georgia. We, number two, we have Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. And number four, Oregon. The four teams are the same as last week. The only difference is uh, Oregon moving down to four and Ohio State jumping them uh, to number three. And uh, it's 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 going to be a wild finish here. Uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, Bill. I think I remember back in the summer we had this conversation on the show where everybody was dogging Ole Miss. They thought the defense was going to struggle. They didn't think that they were going to be. Uh, I heard some say five wins, some say six win. Um, Coach Durbin and that defense has done a tremendous job. And that that program uh, probably, you know, will jump into the top ten here this week if they didn't. I haven't checked the rankings in the coaches' poll. Uh, but um, uh, they, you know, that's a football team that is rolling. And, look, you have to give Lane Kiffin a lot of credit uh, for what he's been able to accomplish and the way that he's managed uh, that situation and environment up to Oxford. He's done a terrific job. Yeah, and it looks like we're getting set up for a fantastic Egg Bowl if both teams play like they played this past weekend. That is a great <laughs> point. You know, of course, you Mississippi State's got like a little tune-up game coming up this uh, this coming Saturday. That's right. That's right. That <laughs> That is a great point, though. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good Egg that's Bowl. That's going to be a fun Egg Bowl. All right, so uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Ole Miss is at 15 this week. As uh, they come off of that victory over Auburn, Auburn dropped to 17. They were at 11. And uh, you've still got, uh, you know, what's interesting is you've got a 7-3 and three Texas A&M team um, that, is, uh, that is number 11 in the USA Today poll. Uh, USA Today has Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State. Yeah, so Miss same for, like They weren't even on the field. That's right. Texas A&M. And Cincinnati uh, – you know, it's ten and zero, but we've talked about that. Uh, just not a not enough strength of schedule to yeah. And they had to come jump from behind those other four. to win that game. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, uh, so having said that, uh, coming up next, Bill and I will take our picks for the college football dirty dozen, and uh, we will do that for twelve games coming up, and then we'll get the judges' picks in his first segment with us. So, don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Discover the difference at cspire.com slash 5G speeds. Cspire, customer inspired. Details at cspire.com. 
Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. We're back. Upon Further Review, I'm your host, Josh Dorman, and we appreciate you being with us this evening. And We're into some college football, and uh, college football is coming down to the wire. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of changes in the rankings. Just was looking at the USA Today uh, sports poll. They have Georgia 1, Alabama 2, Oregon 3, Ohio State 4, Cincinnati 5, Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State round out the top 10. It's time for our college football Dirty Dozen picks of the week. And last week, Bill was 5-5-2. The judge was 4-6-2. And uh, I had a decent week finally at seven, three, and two. So for Was this enough week, to catch up though. Oh no, no, you you had <laughs> you had about a six game lead on me, I believe. Yeah. So I may have cut it in half. Yeah. So I'm on your heels, but uh, but I'm not quite there. So this week we actually have a guest uh, guest picker with us, Bill, and uh, we'll see how he fares against us. My oldest son Joey is in studio with us tonight. He is a sixth-grade student, and uh, he is going to uh, pick these games with us as well. And then don't forget, the judge will pick in the next uh, segment as we welcome him in for the last two segments, as we always do. So, without further ado, first game is a big game. It's the USA Today poll number 17 against number four, and that's Michigan State at Ohio State. Ohio State giving up 19 I'm I'm going with Ohio State because Buckeyes with that one. Hey, Joey, come on over I here. I like the Sparties, but I want to go with Ohio State. Oh, um, Michigan State. And Joey goes with the Sparties. He's taking the points. And uh, I am going to go with the Sparties as well. That is a pretty big spread when you're talking about a number seven against a number uh, uh, a number four team. Which, by the way, speaking of spreads. Did you see the Cowboys game yesterday? Yeah, well, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Have you ever seen? I watched a little bit of it. I mean, how how unusual is it for a team to be down? Uh, what was it like thirty or thirty five yeah. and a half? Uh, in the NFL, that is very yeah, very, very unusual. unusual. Yeah, they don't usually look like a look more like a college game. Yeah, I did. All right, next up we've got Wake Forest. Wake Forest, the number twelve ranked team in the USA Today poll, is going to Clemson. And Clemson, unranked, is giving up three and a half in that one, Bill. I think Wake Forest undefeated. Wake Forest has one loss. One nine loss, and one. one loss. I'm going to take Wake Forest in that one. Okay. Joey. I will also go with Wake Forest. All right. Joey goes with Wake Forest. Um you know, I think this is a Dabo time. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the other direction. I'm going with my guy Dabo, and I'm taking taking the Clemson yeah, Tigers. He's gonna let you down, even though they give up uh, uh, three and a half and have shown very little signs of life yeah. throughout this year. All right, uh, going to the SEC. Arkansas goes to Alabama, and Alabama gives up 21 there. Bill, boy, Arkansas had a great good win this past week. Uh, I'm still going to go with Alabama. Yeah, they're still just too much for everybody. All right. All they do is reload. Bill goes Alabama. Joey, who you got? Alabama. Alabama. 
right. And it may be I'm, close, though. And uh, I'm actually going to go Alabama on that one as well. And we'll see what the judge has to say about that one later. Uh, Vandy at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, I did this one for this. Check out the spread. Ole Miss gives up 36 and a half. Who you got, Bill? I'm still going to go with Ole Miss because they're just, they're just rolling right now. Yeah. All right, Joey, Vandy or Ole Miss? Ole Miss giving up 36 and a half. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, he uh, says. All I got to say is it's good thing a lot of those guys that play on the football team are going to be doctors because there's going to be a future for them. <laughs> oh, Vandy. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> boy, that's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Um, because that's the kind that late, mm-hmm. if you get up easy early, late the spread could come back and get you. Yeah. So if it's like a 50, 50 to 14 contest and you score, I'm going Vandy just because of the because spread. Of spread. Yeah. I'm going to go with Vandy because that's the, the only spread. reason to go with Vandy is the spread. Another big matchup. You've got number three Oregon uh, going to number twenty-four Utah, and Utah is giving up three points there. I'm going with the quack quacks. Again. Going with the quack quacks. The ducks. All right. Who you got, Joey? Oregon. He's going with Oregon as well, and I'm going Oregon. Uh, I don't know how you have Oregon. I know it's on the road. Yeah. But you've got Utah giving up three. That's crazy. Mm, yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring champs Southern Miss Golden Eagles back into the fold. We've left them out for two or three weeks, but after that performance against UTSA, they showed some life. Uh, we're gonna bring them back in the fold. You've got Southern Miss going to La Tech. La Tech gives up sixteen and a half. Mm, La Tech La Tech is is pretty tough too, though. Uh, I'm gonna go with La Tech. Bills going La Tech. Joey, who you got? Southern Miss. Southern Mississippi to the top, says Joey. <laughs> His mother would be proud. And I, Southern Miss gets off the schneid. I am going with my heart. Don't let me down. Golden <laughs> Eagles. Uh, UCLA, a battle of Southern Cal. UCLA at USC. UCLA gives up three. Yeah, I'm going to go USC in that one. That's my one of my favorite teams from out in California. When All right, Bill goes the Southern California route. Joey? Um, UCLA. Going UCLA, giving up the points. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go UCLA as well on that one. I think UCLA is going to be too much for the Southern Cal. All right, Nebraska at Wisconsin. Wisconsin gives up nine and a half. Uh, Wisconsin. Bill goes Wisconsin. Joey. Wisconsin. And Joey goes Wisconsin. They just said Coach Frost is coming back because they like the direction that he was going. Wisconsin's been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He's been they've been up and down. I'm going Nebraska here. The Cornhuskers is where I'm going with that one. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma gives up four, Bill. Oklahoma. Sooners. Joey. Iowa State. He goes, Iowa State. He did not like the quarterback change from Williams back to Rattler. It showed that there's a crack in the armor over Mm -hmm. there. Uh, I am actually going to go Oklahoma as well. I think that they'll right the ship, and Lincoln Riley will get them ready to go. SMU at Cincy. Cincinnati gives up 12-and-a-half. I just don't think Cincinnati's – I think SMU's going to win that one. I'm going to go with SMU on that. Okay. Cincinnati had to come back from that game I last week. I got Cincinnati. Week. Joey goes Cincy. 
I am going to go Cincy as well with it being at Cincy and they have something to play for. Uh, now we go to UAB out of Birmingham and the University of Texas San Antonio. They are ranked in the top 25 for the second week or third week in a row. Uh, UTSA gives up five in that one, Bill. Yeah, UTSA. They're off. They're awful good. Joey. Uh, does San Antonio team. That would be University of Texas at San Antonio. At San Antonio. All right. And uh, I'm going to go with them as well, even though they give up five. But I do want to say this. UAB does some of the most incredible hype videos yeah. of any college. <laughs> some of their stuff they've got going on uh, is phenomenal. If you, don't, if you don't check that out, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, finally, we've got Baylor at Kansas State. Baylor gives up one point in that one for so basically flip a coin. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Baylor. They looked good last week, so. Bill goes Baylor. Joey. Baylor. Joey goes Baylor, and I go Baylor as well. You are correct. I feel like Baylor is playing extremely well right yeah. now, and I think that they win that one by much more than uh, negative one. Just want to remind everyone that this is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, please don't take these picks uh, and, and head off to a sports book or to your bookie uh, as this is for entertainment pur- purposes only. We have fun with it. And uh, we certainly hope that you pick along with us. But um, this is uh, just for entertainment. And we will get the judges' picks uh, as we come back from the break uh, here for the third segment uh, of tonight. And just a reminder, Bill, coming off of 5-5-2 five, five, and two, uh, uh, weekend, the judge was 4-6-2, and two, and yours truly was 7-3-2 and two in what seems like my first decent week in quite some time. So that's our college football Dirty Dozen picks. You've also gotten our uh, top four here, uh, the Upon Further Review top four. Mentioned uh, just the job that Will Rogers uh, did. Another local product here out of Jackson Prep, uh, Jerrion Ely has come on strong for the old Ole Miss Rebels. And, and that backfield, look, Snoop Connor is tremendous. Uh, Ely is an athlete. They've got the other young man. Uh, his name is slipping me right now, but um, uh, they they've got a stable of running backs up there right now. Bill, that's uh, they're pretty impressive. And and what Lane Kiffin is able to do, uh, Matt Corral been playing on uh, bum ankles. He seems to be getting healthy finally. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm just telling you, watch out. That group from Oxford is really getting it done right now. No, well, Texas A&M would say that. They said they thought they were awful good out there. <laughs> yes. Hey, and speaking of injuries, how about Bo Nix? Was Texas a tired or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. How about Bo Nix coming off? Oh, uh, yeah. It came yeah. out that he played several series on a broken ankle. Broken ankle, yeah. And, uh, you know, look, that's the toughness, the toughness that's on display on the gridiron, and that's how much it means. Not wanting to come out of the game. Yes, yes. It's what it means to these young men. That will cost him – uh, more than likely the remainder of his season. Yeah. I doubt he would be back in time uh, for any type of bowl game either. And uh, as that's probably a six- to eight-week recovery time and then rehab. Uh, that's all speculation on my part. Uh, I have, I'm have i I'm not a orthopedic surgeon, but I know some. And uh, through osmosis, I've yeah. been able to uh, to learn just enough to uh, not be a doctor. So, I think maybe next season you're going to be seeing somebody. Play. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. He won't be back. He So that's – um. Uh, you know, that's a little bit uh, of news there with regards to Bo Nix out of Auburn and uh, his injury situation. We mentioned the job that Will Rogers uh, did last weekend in bringing the Mississippi State Bulldogs back. 
uh, as well as the, the stable of running backs. And, and, and Coach Durbin up in Oxford and the job uh, that, uh, that, that he is doing with that defense, a much maligned defense coming into the season. So uh, don't go anywhere. We've got the judge coming up as he's going to throw the flag and uh, give us his coach's challenge. Uh, for the week, as well as give us a good call and bad call of the week. You're listening to Upon Further Review. We are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. We're right here on 106.3 FM. The fan, don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. We're here when you want us. Stay connected and listen anywhere when you download the free iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. And welcome back in. Uh, you know that can only mean one thing, and that is the judge is presiding. As we welcome in the judge, as we do each and every Monday night for the last two segments. And how are we doing this evening in the Valley? Well, I'm, I'm recovering from a bit of a rough weekend, I think, as you had noted, Josh. Uh, <laughs> couple of my key picks, uh, I, I snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory uh, a couple times. <laughs> well, listen, that's a, that is a, a, a quality and a characteristic that, um, that is not a good thing, to be able to snatch uh, no, and, and defeat you, uh, out of the jaws of victory. If you learn about that, uh, you probably let me pick first and go the other way, possibly. <laughs> well, uh, look, you know, it's, it is uh, it's certainly telling – uh, to see all of our picks as it's been a lot of fun uh, walking through this process. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, it's, it, we, we remind everyone it's all for the fun and, uh, and for entertainment. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's jump in and get your picks for this week. Uh, you've got the advantage of having listened not just to Bill and my picks, but also our guest picker, uh, your, uh, your, your nephew over here, your great nephew, uh, Joey. You know, and the more I hear him, the more I recognize his greatness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, can you beat your great nephew? That's what we want to find he, out. He is, uh, yes, because let me tell you something. If he beats us, he will not let any of us live it down. That's true. And uh, so he will make sure he continues to, to. All right, so let's start Michigan State at Ohio State. Ohio State's given up 19. Uh, that's a big-time top 10 matchup. Who do you have? I got to go with Sparty. I, I think their defense is going to hold the Buckeyes to, you know, 35 maybe less, and uh, I think it's going to be a competitive game, so I'm going to go with Michigan State. Michigan State. All right, next up we've got Wake Forest, uh, top uh, 15 team, uh, headed to Clemson. And and Clemson, in another situation where we have a ranked versus unranked, Clemson is giving up three and a half in that one. Who do you have there? Yeah, I'm going to go with Wake. I don't think the uh, oh, uh, the Clemson quarterback, I just forgot how to pronounce it, but I – I don't think he. Uh, I just call him really Like they hoped. 
And uh, so I'm going to go with Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons. Yeah, ukulele. Ukulele is what Bill calls the Clemson quarterback. The ukulele. (laughs) All right, so now we go to the SEC in Arkansas at Alabama. Alabama gives up 21 in that one. Well, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna go with Arkansas. I think uh, I think everybody else may have gone with Alabama on that. Yeah, that's bold. But uh, I'm not sure that tune-up uh, last week helped Alabama. So uh, I'm going I'm gonna have to go uh, with Arkansas. Are you talking about the University of New Mexico State? Uh, <laughs> Fifty-nine to I three. Think, I think that's the name of that school. <laughs> there, How about listen, doormat? I was, I that was telling. A- I was telling that. somebody about when we used to drive from 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 uh, Dallas to Phoenix, and uh, they were asking about driving across Texas. And I said, "Boy, I tell you what, uh, and you've had that trip as well many times. Uh, that is not a fun trip uh, going over there through uh, West Texas and New Mexico." All right, Vandy at Ole Miss, big line here. Ole Miss gives up thirty six and a half. Well, Vandy's gotten beat down. I mean, by forty or more a few times this year. But I, I tell you, I don't think statistically you go wrong by taking the really big uh, dog. So I'm going to go with the dog in this case, and uh, I'm going to hope that they stay within that spread. All right. Now we've got so – Going to go against the Rebels. I uh, hate to do it, but going to try to make some ground on Bill. Another – And uh, you, I guess, down. Well, I think you've still got me. But we've got another uh, top five team <laughs> in Oregon who's going to number 24, Utah – and Utah's giving up three. So they're giving a lot of Josh. credibility to the home team there. Josh, you got me? Yes. Y- yes, we are here. Damn, I lost him. Uh, he must have lost us. He lost his in. No, uh, here I am. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. He's back. He's back. All right. So Oregon at Utah. Utah's giving up three there. A top five team against number 24. Well, let me give you a little bit of my Pac-12 uh, philosophy. And uh, – I think they're going to figure a way how to stay out of the playoff. Uh, I think most of the rest of the country believes that's the case. So I'm going to go with Utah to uh, turn over the apple cart. All right. Utah gets it done. And you are definitely going the opposite direction in these picks. So we'll see where yes, where it goes. Now we're going to champions. Desperation. We're going to champions Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Uh, and uh, they're going to La Tech. They played a lot better against University of Texas San Antonio, so we put them back in the mix here for the picks. They are negative six. Uh, excuse me, Latex uh, giving up sixteen and a half in that one. Oh, you know, I think the uh, the Cajuns, I think, are going to show the firepower that uh, Bill was talking about. And um, although they they showed a little light at the end of the tunnel last week, Josh, I think it might have been the train. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, going going with La Tech there. Uh, now we're yes, coming sir. over uh, closer to your neck of the woods. You've got the Battle of Southern California. UCLA giving up three, going to USC. Well, I'm going to dub this one the Battle of the Coaching Vacancies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Been a lot of news uh, out of California this week about the alumni, and they're really after Tater Chip's, uh, tater chips bag there. So, uh you know, if he doesn't win, I think it definitely be done. I'm going to go with the Bruins. I think my great nephew Joey went with UCLA. He, uh, well, yes, Joey and I went with UCLA. Bill went UC uh, USC. Yes, yeah, one of those. Yes, sir. In my heart, UCLA. Teams. <laughs> All right, Scott Frost is returning for another 
uh, another run at Nebraska. They go to Wisconsin. Wisconsin gives up nine and a half. Well, listen, before I jump in that, I got—I just got to make a quick comment on Penn State. You know, my, my, my big game, James, coach, how'd that work out last week? Yeah, <laughs> you a profit. Yes, indeed. Now, this one, is this the Wisconsin? Give me this one again. Nebraska at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's uh, giving up nine and a half. They stare me on the point side, but they do have probably the best linebacking core, if not the best, one of the best in the country. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin uh, defense and hope that Mertz can throw to the right guys. All right. All right. Now we go Iowa State going to Oklahoma. Fired up Lincoln Riley after what happened last week. And uh, Oklahoma gives up four on that one. Yeah, you know, uh, now that the pressure's off Oklahoma, you know, they're they're not in any way in the running for anything other than uh, maybe uh, – uh, the Alamo Bowl, or something, but uh, uh, yeah, I got I got to go the other way, and uh, uh, you know, so I'm going to go with the dog on that one. Going Ohio, going Iowa State there. Yes, sir. All you right. know, Purdy and those guys—they were in a top ten team to begin the year, and uh, you know, they haven't quite uh, performed up to standards, but I think they got it in them. SMU at Cincinnati. Everybody's dogging Cincinnati about who they've played. Uh, SMU goes to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's given up 12 and a half. Oh, yeah. You know, Papa was a Methodist preacher back there in Mississippi, you know, so I got to go with the Methodists in this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. Six SMU. They got down there. All right. We've got UAB uh, at University of Texas San Antonio, who's uh, in the top 25 for the last two or three weeks. Uh, University of Texas San Antonio gives up five. Uh, to the UAB, the greatest hype videos uh, award winners. You know, those hype videos are great. Get the team uh, pumped up until they get hit in the mouth for the first time. Yes. And uh, and so then, you know, I, I can't go with uh, UAB on this one. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the favorite. Going, going with UT- University of Texas San Antonio. And finally, yes, Baylor giving up one point going to Kansas State. Yeah, you know, uh, after what Baylor did last week, I mean, they really proved that they're they're a pretty well-rounded team. So I'm going to have to go with the Bears. Going with not the Bears, but the Baylor Bears out of Waco, Waco that's right. Texas. And that will round out our college football dirty dozen as the judge finalizes his picks. Uh, Bill and myself and our guest uh, picker of the week, Joey, uh, just uh, did our picks a, a segment or two ago, and uh, so it'll be interesting. What did you think about my top four uh, where we've got Georgia one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, and Oregon four? Uh, any disagreement there? Well, yeah, I picked against Oregon this week, so I don't think they're going to be there next week. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I got a little bit more in the next segment I was going to talk about with the Crimson Tide and where they might fall. Oh, I love it. I love it. He's just giving a little tease there to the next segment. So that means you folks don't need to go anywhere. The judge is in full force tonight. He is presiding over this court, and this is Upon Further Review. I'm your host, Josh Dorman. We've got our last segment coming up right here on 106.3 FM, The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
worry about your gutters again. Call 601-503-7755 or visit guttermastersllc.com to get protected today. Welcome back to a Pond Frogger Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Welcome back in. Upon further review, I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. Also want to remind you about Randy Watkins Golf. RandyWatkinsGolf.com. Find out all you need to know about memberships and their three courses. And we are once again joined by the judge. And, uh, judge, it's time to uh, throw your coaches challenge for the week. And uh, who are you throwing the flag on uh, to challenge this week? Well, Josh, you know, we're a week and a half away from Thanksgiving. And, uh, boy, the holidays sure blow by. Don't they? they? They come quick and they blow right on through. It's almost next year. Yeah. And that means we are less than uh, two and a half months uh, from the uh, 2022 uh, Winter Olympics. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed uh, and, and not only, of course, the Olympic Committee, I mean, they're all profit-motivated, but also uh, the countries of the world, the corporations of the world, who have totally ignored uh, what's been going on now the last couple of years with China, probably longer than that, uh, everything from, you know, imprisoning uh, Uyghur Muslims and having them in work camps and, uh, of course, uh, taking over... T- Hong Kong breaking treaties and threatening uh, militarily and economically. So, you know, uh, not to mention COVID, it's been unleashed on the world. And yet there's no pushback uh, in regard to these Olympics. And, uh, you know, they really are, uh, with all the different countries, it is a political uh, collective. And there's been three other times in the past where there have been boycotts, none of which would I say uh, met the merit of what what uh, China's uh, misdeeds uh, way up to. Of course, we probably don't have to worry because we're having a, a virtual summit tomorrow, so it'll probably be ironed out. But I, I tell you, if there is no mention of boycott from from the United States based on what's happening, you know, I think we might be scared. If we're scared, say we're scared. But I think the rest of the world is played scared also. Uh, I think it's time for some pushback. So I'm going with a boycott of one. Uh, I'm not, I won't be watching the Winter Olympics, although I will miss that curling. Uh, <laughs> I won't be watching it either. I'm boycotting too. Well, That's two of us. Hey, your boycott just doubled in a matter of 15 seconds. Hey, you know what? It could exponentially grow, and that's what I hope. Uh, so let's let's speak with our eyeballs and w- with our tongues as well. But you know, the Congress did. Uh, enact something it wasn't going to go anywhere where they uh some of the republicans i believe uh tried to introduce in the bill to uh to boycott that's gone nowhere there's been very little uh conversation about it can you can you say there's been any conversation i i not that i've heard um you know a little rumbling here and there but not much yeah it's from from activists and you know uh human rights activists that are making the noise but but not the countries not the corporations like Coca-Cola, who who sometimes are concerned, you know, global citizens. Mostly they're concerned about, you know, their their stock share. But uh, 
So, you know, I got to throw the flag on that. It's hard to believe that there won't, won't be anything forthcoming in terms of uh, opposition or even highlighting some of the, you know, the misdeeds that are going down there. And it's just hard to imagine that they can just go on as if nothing has, has happened here. Yeah. So I uh, got to throw a big couple flags on that. So the coach's challenge goes to the Winter Olympics and the potential boycott of those uh, for allowing China to continue to host. Uh, let's move on to your bad call of the week. And uh, who, who do you have in the sights for the bad call of the week? Well, this, this is probably a first. But and the reason I, I staved off speaking about that top four, my bad call of the week goes to the University of Alabama for scheduling uh, the Aggies from, from somewhere. It, they weren't Texas A&M, I'll tell you that. New uh, Mexico to, State. To have a game like that at this point <laughs> of the season, it, it's almost mind-boggling. And I tell you, I, I, I got to downgrade the tide just a notch even for having that. Uh, yeah, I guess they had a buy in the SEC schedule, but uh, that, that doesn't promote confidence in me. They, they could win by 50 and I'm still not – going to be impressed and also i think this could uh go against them in in the final poll or the you know before the playoff uh and i i would tend to maybe uh look at putting them uh in the three or four spot yeah bad call of the week goes to the university of alabama and they're scheduling just a a plug here for the station actually carries university of alabama football on saturdays uh, so don't forget about that. Finally, I'd, I'd like to know where the ratings were for that big, uh, big New Mexico State game. <laughs> I don't think anybody was paying much attention to that one. That was certainly not one of the most. Of course, uh, the Mississippi State's got one of those kind of games coming up this Saturday. Yeah, right? they Texas, all do. They Tennessee Tech. Do Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech. Oh yeah. They all yeah. seem to, to to throw one uh, in late. Generally speaking, it's for homecoming. Uh, you know, a lot of them try to host I, their homecoming on those types of events. I will say Tennessee Tech. At least they're not Devry. Well, that's, that's true. true. That is yeah. true. All right, so uh, let's move on to your good call of the week. And I'm excited to hear about this one. <laughs> this is a little convoluted, okay? But this good call goes to the L.A. Geriatrics, also known as the Lakers, <laughs> for, for once again proving why Father Time is undefeated. <laughs> oh, man. Here we are uh, two weeks into the season – and uh, Lagon James has already missed eight games. Uh, I think uh, I mean, guy's got abs of steel. He's got a strained ab. He's got an ankle. He's he's doing early season game management. Come on, man. That's right. But but my my point is that uh, you know this four and four record early. They're starting early this year because they got to allow some time for street clothes. You know he, he's due uh, <laughs> out once LeBron gets back. So it's revolving door of game management. And uh, I'm, I'm just stating that uh, it was a good effort, but what they've done is actually prove that Father Time will once again be undefeated. The oldest roster in NBA history uh, will not get out of the West. That's a great point. Sorry, All right, champ. So, yeah, champ will not be happy with your yeah. take on the L.A. LeBron's <laughs> busy filming TV geriatrics. They also got guys like Ariza out, and yeah. Rondo's been in and out, and none is out, so – uh, you know, those guys, uh, they're probably in line for their uh, their next Social Security stimulus or something. <laughs> I don't know. but uh, I think we all get a raise this coming yeah, year. Close. All right. So, staying on the NBA, what's more surprising to you? Uh, a team like the Washington Wizards currently being in first in the East. Uh, that's been a traditional cellar dweller in the East. 
Uh, they stand at nine and three, or or a team like the Milwaukee Bucks who who won it last year, all the way down in eleventh. And you know you have some of your usual suspects in between, but uh, you know which one of those can Washington stay uh, at that place? We know Milwaukee's going to come back. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the the start of the NBA season? Uh, you also have Golden State playing without Clay Thompson, uh, that are sitting at eleven and two on you know on top in the West, uh, and then you have you know other teams that were predicted to have decent years that still can't figure it out. You know, one of those being the Sacramento Kings over there, uh, not far from you. You've got your Phoenix Suns at nine and three. Uh, you know, where do you see that shaking out? Is it is it uh, is a team like uh, you know Milwaukee or? Uh, you know, primarily the same roster. They just trying to figure their way through this thing. Uh, have teams figured them out? Uh, you know, what do you see happening there? I think the uh, NBA is a little different than the NFL in that how you come out of the gate does matter. I believe it, it's a better indicator than like the first six or seven games of uh, NFL season. Uh, we saw that with my Cardinals last week, and I think I talked to you privately about that. Not so sure what the second half held for them right. after what they did last year. But uh, I do believe that the NBA, uh, the start of the season, does give a better indicator. So uh, the Wizards, they've upgraded their roster. They got rid of uh, John Wall, and they had Russell Westbrook in for a cup of coffee. Uh, he's gone laying bricks now in, in L.A., <laughs> building a new building there. And uh, so I do believe that the early season record, you know, Suns came out of the gate one and three, but they've, uh, you know, they won eight in a row. Yeah. Uh, they got JaVale McGee in there. He's a, looking to be a really strong addition. But I, I do believe, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of dogging the Lakers a little bit. They're off to a so-so start. You know, everybody, once they got Russ, everybody was on the bandwagon mm-hmm. for you yeah. know, another chip for them. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I do believe that the, the teams that are coming out early, uh, I think I think they have a good chance of hanging around. I, you know, and the other thing I see is is a team like Golden State. You mentioned Phoenix, uh, your team over there in the Valley, which, boy, a, a huge report. We don't have time to talk about it tonight, but a, a, a massive report came out on their owner, Sarver, who is now under investigation by the NBA. Uh, you've obviously mentioned your displeasure uh, over the years with him as an owner. But, but think about uh, the chemistry side. Golden State, Phoenix, Denver, uh, you look at um, Brooklyn, Chicago, uh, boy, what a surprise with Cleveland. You you see some teams that didn't go out and add a ton of pieces in the offseason, so they have some of that early season chemistry, whereas a team like the Lakers, you know, you go out and you add uh, several veterans, but you also add Westbrook. It just doesn't normally add up uh, to uh, to positive early early uh, standings. We want to thank the judge for joining us once again here on Upon Further Review. He joins us every Monday night uh, for the last two segments. Thanks again, Judge, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. And that's going to do it for us here on Upon Further Review. We thank you for joining us and uh, taking the time out of your day, and we're going to leave you with this. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week right here on Upon Further Review next week.